Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, friends, welcome back to Inner Peace to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today I want to talk to you about the High Five Habit. This is a book by Mel Robbins, and we read it in my book club. You know, we have a book club. It's the self-help circle, although nobody calls it that but me. And basically, it's an online group of uh, ladies who meet and talk about personal development books. It's super fun. It's been going on for like a year. It's free. It's on Zoom. It's one hour a month. It doesn't even matter if you didn't read the book. Um, But anyway, we read The High Five Habit. You can join the book club, by the way. It is free. I'll put a link in the show notes. Come and join us. We have so much fun. It's like part book club, part support group, especially like depending on the book that we're reading. But everybody in the book club loved The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. So I thought I'd share some of the stuff that really resonated with us. So this is a current book. It uh, came out, I think, earlier this year. No, it did not. I'm looking inside. It came out in 2021. So anyway, it's new to me. Um, The High Five Habit, Take Control of Your Life with One Simple Habit. So Mel Robbins, you're probably familiar with her. She's an inspirational speaker. She's got a great podcast. She's written another book, which I haven't read, called The Five Second Rule. But The High Five Habit is basically about high-fiving yourself in the mirror every morning. And of course, it feels totally dorky to do, but she's got the science behind it. And so I've been really trying to practice it. And I feel dorky when I do it. But the idea being that our entire lives, we have given high fives for like, way to go, job well done. Like we know what the high five means. It's super ingrained in our brains that high five is like, yes, awesome, good going. And when we do that to ourselves in the mirror, we're giving that message to ourselves. And she says in the book that, you know, she would look in the mirror first thing in the morning and be like, ah, like my wrinkles, my eye bags, whatever. And high-fiving ourselves in the mirror sort of short circuits that because we have this association of a high-five is a positive, great thing. And it turns off or at least interrupts that tendency that we have to criticize our reflection, especially first thing in the morning. We were inspired to read the book, The High Five Habit, because another book that we read together in book club was Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry, which is fantastic. We loved that one too. And in that book, Mrs. Obama talks about a friend of hers, I think it's her friend's husband, who every morning when he looked at his reflection, he was like, hey, buddy. And everyone in the book club was like, oh, that sounds like such a great habit. So that's why we read the high five habit. And we all started high fiving ourselves in the mirror. And what's been interesting about it for me now, I've only been doing it for a few weeks and I don't remember every single day, but Mel Robbins in the book suggests that we really look in our eyes when we do this. And there is a depth of recognition that I wouldn't ordinarily have. Like a lot of times I don't even look in the mirror, especially first thing in the morning. I just like go pee and (laughs) I'm on my way out. I don't even really take time to see my reflection. But when I do the high five, I look in my eyes and I see that I'm like a sweet soul, even if I could criticize myself in the next breath. Like I see my, my innocence, I guess, when I 
high five myself and look in my eyes. So I'm not actually looking at my appearance, like my visage. I'm looking in my eyes at, at the me of me. So it's been pretty powerful and, and it's, you know, it takes no time at all. So if it works, you know, if it's going to work and help, then I'm going to do it. And seeing the innocence and the me of me could only help for generating inner peace. So that's the main essence of this book is the high five habit and to high five your reflection in the mirror. But there was a lot of other takeaways from this book that I want to share with you as well. So Mel Robbins' message here, early in the book, she says the single most important change we can make is being kind to ourselves. And I really believe that's true. And actually science supports that that's true. You know, if you ever read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, and that's like one of my favorite books, one of my favorite self-help books of all time, every chapter she ends with love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. And just recently, I was interviewing Dr. Kristen Neff, who is the foremost researcher on self-compassion, and she said there are now 5,000 studies that empirically show that when we are compassionate to ourselves, which we could say is like loving ourselves, being kind to ourselves, that everything improves. Our health improves physically, mentally. Our level of success increases. Our engagement with life improves. So... All signs point to loving ourselves is a really good thing to do. And I think that's part of why the high five habit, this wiring in of like, way to go you in the mirror in the morning is helping usher that feeling along. One of my favorite suggestions in this book, and this I really have been doing every day, and Mel Robbins calls it high-fiving your heart. And what you do is you just put your hand on your heart. I actually put like layer one hand on top of another when I do this. And you just say to yourself silently or out loud, I just do it silently inside my head. And I say, I am safe. I am loved. I am held. Now the way Mel Robbins, should I call her Mel Robbins or just Mel? Anyway, the way Mel suggests we say is I am okay, I am safe, I am loved. But I adapted that for myself and I'm saying I am safe, I am loved, I am held. I am held by gravity and oxygen and the space around me and the planet and I don't know, I love this. I love doing this. And you know, it takes like two seconds and you can do it any time. No one even has to know you're doing it. Just like giving yourself that reassurance. And another thing I picked up from that interview I did with Dr. Neff the other day is that touching, like physical touch to ourselves is generally really soothing and reassuring. Now, I mean, sometimes if you have trauma, if you don't feel safe in your body, that might not be the best, but you can experiment and see how you do. That hand on the heart, I am safe, I am loved. And I put the hand with like a little bit of pressure so that I can feel it. It's not just resting there like nothing. I am safe, I am loved, I am held. So thanks, Mel, for high-fiving of the heart. I really love it. Some other pearls of wisdom that we extracted from this book in our book club discussion were this idea of the reticular activating system. I had heard of this before. Some of the gals in the group had and some hadn't. This is, it's really awesome when you think about it. This is the brain's filtering system. So Mel compares it to like the 
filter, um, the, the dryer filter, how it gets all that lint and then you have to like clear it out. So the reticular activating system works like that for the brain. And we have all experienced this if you've ever bought a car. Or I hear that this also happens um, if you are expecting a baby and you're pregnant. So if you've ever bought a car, like say you're going to get a blue Honda Civic, right? And you've looked at it and you test drive it and you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to get it. Well, you will start to see nothing but blue Honda Civics on the road. All of a sudden, it's like everybody drives a blue Honda Civic. And that's your reticular activating system. So you've basically told your brain, hey, this is important. This has value. And now your brain's like, oop, bing, got to highlight that. And there you see it all around you in your environment. That's how the reticular activating system works. And like I said, I've heard it happens the same for pregnancy. When you're pregnant and you're expecting, all of a sudden you see like all the pregnant people everywhere. It's like, oh, everyone's expecting. It's the same number of blue Hondas and the same number of pregnant people have always been around. It's just that your brain now highlighted it for you. This is important. So what, what does this mean for when you're not pregnant and not buying a blue Honda? It means that what you've told your brain is important is what you will notice. So if you have told your brain, I am ugly and nobody likes me, you will see evidence in your surroundings that support that. Your brain will be like, oh, it's important to, to know that I am ugly and no one likes me, so I'm going to have evidence of that in my environment. I'm going to notice that just like the way I would notice a blue Honda or a pregnant person. So it's really important that we program this reticular activating system with what we actually want and not what we don't want. And you know what, let me tell you, as a veteran reader of self-help, like I've been reading these books for probably 30 years. I know, why am I not further along? That's a conversation for another time. As a veteran reader of self-help, I will tell you that one of the main takeaways I've gotten from reading hundreds of books over decades is that it's essential to point our minds in the direction we want our life to go. We got to point our mind in the direction we want our life to go. So often we do the opposite. We focus on the flaws. We focus on what we don't have. We focus on what we're worried about. Oh, I hope I don't get fired. Oh, my bathing suit doesn't fit. Or I'm never going to meet somebody, right? That is the exact opposite of what we actually want. And when you consider the reticular activating system, then you know now you're going to see the evidence of that. So I love that Mel put this in the book. I love any chance to remind myself of this process. This is a natural process in the brain. You don't have to do anything for, for you to have this ability, for your brain to filter information based on what you tell it is important. What you need to do, what we all need to do, is continue to point our mind, our brain, in the direction we want our life to go and think about program that reticular activating system with what we want, not what we don't want, so that the evidence around us starts turning up more and more confirmation of the things that we want, more and more opportunities, more and more evidence that, yeah, it's all happening for me. Everything that I want is coming true. Okay, there's a couple more ideas I want to share with you from our book club discussion in this, this book, The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. She has a really interesting idea about jealousy. So she relates a story about her daughter seeing on social media that a friend was like living overseas and writing a blog or whatever she was doing. She was having like this great life. And the daughter was like, ah, oh, you know, that can't happen for me. Like, how did she get that? I want that. 
And what Mel says is that when we notice this jealousy, that can be a, a sign that this is something that we want. This is something that we care about. And we can interpret this as seeing their success means it's available to me too. That's proof that it can be done. And that means I can do it too. And so I loved this reframe on jealousy. You know, I'm working on my book proposal for my very first book. And I saw someone else who had their first book and people are raving about it. And my initial reaction was like, oh, I want that. But then I remembered, right, that means I can have it too. It's this lady's first book and people are loving it and it's published and all of that. So I love that reframe of jealousy. Their success is proof that I can have it too. Another helpful thing from this book is when you find yourself going down a thought lane that you really don't want to be on, you're programming, you're programming your reticular activating system with things you don't want rather than things you do. One way to stop it, this is so simple, I'm not thinking about that. So when you notice, oh, you know, like, I'm never going to have a book and how come they got it and I don't got it? I'm not thinking about that. That's it. Boom. I'm not thinking about that. So if you can catch yourself and just stop it right there, I'm not thinking about that. And then go do something else. Okay, two more. This one was an eye-opener, and I've heard other people talk about this, but I love the way Mel addressed it. And that is whenever we're afraid that someone is judging us, that's actually us judging us. So she relays a story how when she first became a life coach, she was at some event. She met a guy and he's like, oh, blah, 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 what do you do? And she said, I'm a life coach. And then she felt like really stupid and self-conscious, like, oh, he's probably thinking like, what the hell is that? And why don't you have a real job? And, and she had gone down this whole road, all these projections that she, you know, assumed in quotes that he was thinking. And I guess, spoiler alert, <laughs> he would, I mean, he wasn't thinking that at all. He was like, ooh, I need someone who could help like that. I could use a life coach. And what that taught her was that, oh, I was the one judging me. I was the one saying that's stupid and why don't you have a better job? Like, I was the one judging me. So anytime we're worried that they're going to think I'm incompetent or whatever it might be, we can recognize I'm doing that to myself. And then we can use, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to think that way. And that's very liberating. That's really, really liberating. This obviously is going to take some practice, right? We've, we've practiced our ways of thinking over years or decades, and it's going to take some practice. But this is so important to remember. When you see fear of how others are judging you, know that that's you judging yourself, and then boom, stop it. I'm not thinking about that. And then the final little gem from this book I want to share with you is writing down the evidence. You know, taking time to reflect on the evidence that what we want is happening or that we are capable. You know, I talk about this with my coaching clients and I see it in myself. Like rather than seeing how far we've come, we instead see how far we have to go. And we never take a chance or so rarely do we take a chance to look behind us and go, damn, I've like done all that to get to here. I can only see how much farther I have to go. But the truth is, is I've traveled a long way already. So writing down the evidence of everything that we've done to achieve what we have right now and using that as, again, as evidence, as proof that what we're, 
what we're going for is happening. Look how capable we are. Look how hardworking we are. Look how tenacious we are. So this book was a real hoot to read. It's an easy read. I think I read it in like two, three days. It's called The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. And if you want to join us for a future book club, please come. Like there is nothing to lose. You can get the books out of your library. It costs nothing except one hour in which you will feel total joy and total connection with your fellow humans who are also interested in reading and learning about personal development and then talking about it. I mean, sometimes it's frustrating. We have had books that we didn't like. And sometimes learning to improve ourselves can be frustrating because you're like, ah, again, why am I not further along, right? So I will put a link in the show notes. If you want to come and join the book club, you only have to give me your email and it's not like a list. It's just for this book club. So I'll put that there. Hope we see you there. We're, um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we meet the first Wednesday of each month in the evening, 530 Pacific time for about an hour. So please come and join us. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox.